Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Press Start Podcast. Apologies for missing the last couple of weeks. I'm sure you all missed us greatly. Um, but yeah, sometimes life just gets in the way of these things. But we are back, and as a result of our two-week absence, uh, we've got a lot to talk about. So... Without any further ado, I'll introduce my co-host, Liam. Liam, how you doing? Yeah, I'm good. Um, I had a bit of a frustrating time with games, but I'm getting back into them, so all's good. Yes, we have hit the time of the year where games start releasing again, so it's exciting. There's a lot of good stuff coming out, a lot of... uh, a lot of decent things on the horizon now. Forza 7's within touching distance. The new Assassin's Creed, Shadow of War. My Xbox One X will be here as soon as, you know, as soon as I, as soon as I know it, really. Um, so, yeah, it's all good times. Um, but, yeah, we've got a couple of releases to touch upon in the last few weeks. Um, if you have found this podcast through um, 411 Mania, um, or listen to us through the Radelich and Broadcasting Network, you'll know that both Liam and I are currently writing on the game section of 411 Mania. Uh, Liam's done a couple of reviews, and I've done a few, and a weekly column, The Gaming R's, where I look at the right, the wrong, and the ridiculous. Um, yeah, I know it's tenuous alliteration, but hey-ho. Um, and it's just a, a, sort of the right, wrong, and ridiculous of the gaming week. So... Um, We'll get to the games we've reviewed, but one of them um, is kind of a bit of both. Um, Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite, long-awaited fighting game, sequel to the the much-loved classic Dreamcast beat-em-up, Marvel vs. Capcom 2. Um, Marvel vs. Capcom 3, obviously, on the Xbox 360, went through a few different... Uh, variations as these games always tend to um, and Infinite is the new new IP um, it's it's pretty disappointing I'm not gonna lie it's it's not it's not an awful game the fighting mechanics are solid it's really kind of fun to actually play it but there's such a small roster um, little things like there's no difficulty mode um, or difficulty settings for the story mode um, like I'm not great at fighting games I quite like starting them off easy and building them up once I get used to the mechanics of it and stuff this throws you completely in at the deep end and I keep getting my ass handed to me um, so I don't feel like I'm learning and losing um, but other than that like the arcade battles really good fun online started to populate up now pretty good and yeah good fun game probably not worth the price tag at the moment but what's certainly not worth the price tag is the collector's edition uh, just need to go and look online at the pictures of it. You were promised Infinity Stones. They looked like crystals, shiny crystals, backed with little LEDs, um, shining through, all that sort of thing. Looks very nice. They're essentially little painted eggs. Um, they're dreadful. Please Google the images. They are. It's it's almost hilarious. Um, if it if it wasn't so bad, like if I had bought one of these, like they cost like two hundred dollars. Um, if I had bought this, I would have been furious. Um, 
and that kind of got me onto a whole rant about collector's editions. Um, and I know that's something kind of close to your heart this week, Liam. So I'll let you, um, I'll let you get your vent on about them. Yeah, well, I, I mean, I'm a sucker for collector's editions. Usually, um, I got sort of a couple of the Assassin's Creed. Um, sort of like special edition games you get like art books and stuff like that with it which is fine um what i've been looking at is the assassin's creed origins um which they've got i think seven different editions um which the one i've gone for is the gods edition so you get the game you get um sort of a statue of bayek who's going to be sort of the main protagonist um which when you look at it the extra sort of 30 40 quid is usually pretty worth it if you like collectibles now they've also got a um dawn of the creed edition which is about 120 pound okay which you get a statue you get um sort of a steel book lithographs stuff like that now They've also got the Dawn of the Creed Legendary Edition, which goes at a fucking eye-watering, like, £800. Yeah. Um, which you get the statue, you get two still books for some reason, um, you get a amulet, lithographs, art book, season pass, blah, blah, blah. Now, I was looking at that, and when you think like sort of the base game is usually around fifty pound, the extra sort of seven hundred and fifty pound, I don't think you're getting that much in there. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's seven hundred odd quid. It's ridiculous. Well, that's basically it's like fifteen or sixteen times what the game is. Yeah, <laughs> you know this. Well, yeah, when you say it like that, it's even worse. Yeah, like um, to buy. You could probably buy all that stuff or sort of replicas of them and not spend £800. Yeah. For essentially a game, you're paying £800 for a game. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's mental. I mean, I, I believe I've looked at the one that you're talking about and, like, the only sort of defence in it is, and I'm I'm really not defending it, like, that's an insane amount of money. And especially as, like... I know the God's Edition you've gone for is like, what, 70 or £80 or something? Uh, yeah, 80 um, I think I found it on Amazon. It was sort of £85. Right, yeah. So, like, that, that I think, is kind of all right. I think that's fair enough. Um, the statue in the more expensive one, the much more expensive one, I believe is like half a metre tall, um, as opposed to your sort of like 10, 12 inches or so. Um, yeah. But, I mean, it's still just batshit crazy. And when you look at the quality of the Marvel versus Capcom, uh, like Infinity Stones, like, they're just... If I'd spent £200 on that, I'd have been I'd have been furious. And it's just it's oh, almost too yeah, big a gamble. Now, if this is going to be the sort of precedent that's being set, you're going to want to see these things before you pay for them. Um which you can't because they get sold out by scalpers who want to flip them for a profit. Um, it's insane. I just... Yeah. Yeah. 
I think um, the the legendary edition they they only made I think nine hundred ninety nine copies of it. Right. Okay. Of that of that particular version. Yeah. Um, but even still, like it's it's a game you're paying eight hundred pound for a game. Yeah. Like even with everything that else that goes with it, if you take the game out of it, that's seven hundred and fifty pound for. A big statue, which you can probably find stuff like that for about two hundred if you wanted to. Yeah. Um, what I what I think they might be doing is starting to price sort of the average gamer out of the market. Yeah. Like I like I've said, I've I've got a few collectors editions. I like them. I like the statues you get with them, the boxes, stuff like that. Usually you can find them 80, 90 quid. Yeah. I think I got the Syndicate um, Charing Cross edition. It ca- When it came out, it was £80. Mm. Like, so that's £50 for the game and then £30 for a statue, um, sort of a couple of – you got a couple of maps with it, um, some postcard stuff like that. But even £30 for a statue isn't a bad price. No, for a limited edition one, but yeah, it's just. I think the only other ridiculous one, I think we we were talking about this um, a couple of months ago. It was the Saints Row, like million dollar edition. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Which they only made one of, but you got, oh god, all all sorts of stuff like hot air balloon rides and. Shuttle into space and all sorts. Yeah, they can deliver it to you and stuff like that. Yeah, um, which I know they probably made it as a joke. They didn't expect anyone to buy it. Yeah, because um, let's face it, this is Saints Row. Yeah, but for a more sort of serious game like Assassin's Creed or Marvel versus Capcom, those editions for such poor quality is, I think, just bad form on their part. Yeah, really. No, I completely agree. Um, yeah, I mean, if if you want to get in touch with the show, let us know what you're thinking about this sort of um, insane run of collector's editions. Do you buy them? Do you like them? Do you think they're good value for money? Um, let us know. It's uh, out after dark 216 on Twitter. The Grim Fish, if you want to get Liam. You can also contact both of us through uh, Project Progress Scream, which is the name of our Progress Wrestling podcast, which you can also check out on the Radulich and Broadcasting Network, as well as through the Facebook page. Uh, just search Screaming for Progress on Facebook or Progress Scream on Twitter. You'll find us. Get in touch. And, yeah, give us your thoughts on the show or... Um, indeed if you like progress wrestling listen to that as well i uh, love to hear from you if you do uh, but back to games um, I will admit that hell froze over and I bought a Nintendo Switch um, during our couple of weeks off um, I don't really know what to say about it yet to be totally honest with you I've not really had a huge amount of time to properly play with it um, so yeah I'm just kind of waiting and dealing with it um, <laughs> until I get a proper chance because I'm not really deep enough into Zelda to know if I like it or not yet I'm kind of lost, I don't really know what I'm meant to be doing um, so there's that <laughs> Yeah, I think with the with the Switch it's because it's still sort of quite early in its life and 
unless you like Zelda and you're into Zelda, there's not an awful lot of other games on there. Yeah. For you to play, there's sort of this early adopter thing that the companies have. Like, I got a uh, Xbox One quite early in its life, and yeah. for the first sort of year, there was wasn't really that many sort of what you call AAA games out. Yeah. Yeah. There was sort of Titanfall, which is all all online, which annoyed me immensely. Yeah. So, it's... yeah, you find yourself sort of keep going back to your 360. Yeah. I mean, it's tough. Plus, I mean, I went to look at, uh, I went to maybe look at getting something just to play on the go as well. And likes of Bomberman, um, it's it's forty nine ninety nine. It's fifty quid for Bomberman. I'm not paying that for Bomberman. I think I've I've got three three different versions of Bomberman I can play on my Xbox. Like I could probably get a cheap knockoff on my iPhone if I really wanted to play it on the go. So yeah, um, so far Jury is out. I will say um, I'm sure that I will get into it. I think it kind of hinges on me enjoying Zelda or not. Given I'm not a massive Zelda fan, we will see. So um, the the bright side is is I'm definitely going to end up buying Skyrim for it and playing that wherever I am. So if if it becomes a portable Skyrim machine, I'm kind of all right with that. Uh, that's yeah, it's fine. Um, it's a lot of money to spend just for Skyrim, though, it, isn't it? It is. Yeah, I mean, it I, it is. Don't get me wrong. I'm thinking there's going to be other things that I play on it as well, like going going forward. Like I've already had a decent shot of Mario Kart. It is what it is. Like it's, um, it's pretty good fun. I think the more I have it, the more I'll use it properly. If that makes sense. The other problem is that there's been so much come out that I've been playing. Like nothing's been able to compete with Destiny Two at the moment. Like I'm only just now starting to slow right down with my Destiny playing. Um. Because it's it's amazing, you know what I mean. It's 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 such a good game and it's such a grindy game that I'm only now starting to go right. I'm going to slow down till new stuff starts happening, and then I'm going to drop in and out of it. Um, but yeah, we've we've both played quite a lot. Like I've played, I sort of mentioned my thoughts on Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite. I also reviewed Project Cars Two. I've been playing that for most of this week. My review is going to be on Four on One Mania. Uh, well the same day as this actually so fire over get my full thoughts on that it's so so much of a driving simulator that it's brutal like it's it's completely unforgiving there was a lot of swearing a lot of controller throwing and yeah um <laughs> it's 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 hard work um but yeah sort of like forza but knocked up a notch yeah like it's it's <laughs> Everything turned up to eleven. Like it's so difficult. Like the the first. Like I'm pretty good at forts. I'm pretty good at driving games. The first race I had, like on fully default settings, I got lapped on a five lap race. Jesus. Um. And you know I've been driving for real for like eight years, and I'm pretty good at driving games. Like I was pretty good at dirt rally for crying out loud. It was like Dark Souls. Um. <laughs> And and then I'm playing this and getting absolutely beasted at it. So tweaked them a little bit and started winning races and then had to race in the snow. And I couldn't get to the first corner of the track. Like the car just slipped away into the into the bushes. Um it's it's brutal, but a lot of people are liking it. It's fundamentally it's not doing anything wrong, but it's so hard, it's just gonna take so much time to get where you want to be with it. 
that I think it's really going to lose out to Forza when that comes out next week, um, which I'm already excited for and is probably going to be downloading uh, over the next couple of days onto my console. So looking forward to that one. Um, Liam, I know that you also reviewed a couple of games. I'll let you talk about those just now. Um, first one up was Conan Exile. Yeah, so this is... I, I wouldn't compare it to Skyrim. Um, it's The layout's the same as it's sort of open world first person. That's where I would draw the line. It was... It was extremely sparse. There didn't seem to be a lot to do. Um, I mean, this is sort of part of Xbox One sort of preview program. Um, So it's liable to get sort of more added to it and tweaked a bit. But one thing that it shouldn't have bothered me, but it did, was the fact that if you make your character female, you can have them topless, which yeah. I'm not. I'm not against topless women or boobs. No, quite <laughs> the opposite. But in that sort of context, like I, it just—it wasn't needed. Like you didn't need that option, really. I—I th- I think the programmers may have got a bit bored and just thought, "Yeah, we'll let you." make her boobs bigger and topless where well, why not yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah I mean you could you argue the realism but yeah um, yeah what about the actual game though like uh, it, it's playable um, I didn't I didn't find it much fun um, maybe because this was like it's like the difference between this and Skyrim is like the difference between Forza and Need for Speed, like the sort of one's a simulation, the other one's arcadey. It's a yeah. bit like that. Whereas it's it's truly open world. You have to forage for everything. Like you have to find leaves and fiber and stuff to make your own clothes. Um, build your own homes by finding logs and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, so may, maybe I'm just sort of spoiled a bit by the usual open world games we get yeah I think that um, it sounds to me an awful lot like Ark um, you know that you're just or almost like an adult Minecraft really yeah you're yeah. sort of dropped in there and then it's sort of off you go yeah. sort of thing um, yeah I mean it kind of sounds cool I have it on my hard drive to play as well actually um, so I'll, I'll need to give it a shot at some point but um, on reading your review of it, it does seem a little bit of a grind for my liking, um, especially yeah, when everything is. else I'm playing is, is a total grind. And then by the time I've caught up with everything, uh, there's going to be new raids on Destiny and Shadow of War and Assassin's Creed, and I'm invariably going to end up buying 2K18, probably for the Switch, actually. I think I'm going to get it for the Switch. Um, I feel like I'll play it more on the go. Um as an interesting aside, because um, I always buy it, so I'm thinking, why don't I just, why don't I do it for that for once? Interesting, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So we don't need to talk about this, the um, 
the 2K18 full roster. We could probably cover that next week because um, we don't really have enough time to go through it all today. But uh, yeah, there was another game there that you were reviewing. So that was the Naruto collection, am I correct? Yeah, um, Naruto, it's a bit of a mouthful. Naruto Shippenden Ultimate Ninja Storm Legacy, um, which is a collection of four sort of remastered games from Naruto. Um, if if you're not familiar with the anime, it's basically a kid in his village and he wants to be lead, leader of the village, essentially. Um, and he sort of fights to save the day. Um, it's not so much about the story. It's more based around the battles, which are, in true Japanese fashion, completely over the top. Um like you end up destroying half the ground with certain moves, which would kill any normal man. But these people just sort of spring up and <laughs> turn themselves into giant foxes. Yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> and it is, it is fun. Um, I would say two, three and four are more fun than the first. That's very, it's again, it's a, bit of a grind sort of running around trying to find everything whereas the other three it's you're given a mission you go there sort of have a battle or do the side mission or whatever yeah um but yeah it was for a port of an existing product it was actually quite a lot of fun um i've still i've still got it on my hard drive i've still sort of given it a run out so yeah that's it's good that I'm still playing it after I've reviewed it because yeah. usually that doesn't happen. <laughs> yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. It does kind of get pushed to pushed to one side. Um, so yeah, like I said, I have no knowledge of the source material with it, um, so I don't think it's going to be one for me. But uh, yeah, given that you like your fighting games, it's pretty uh, pretty good shout for you to get that one. Um, and yeah, it looks uh, it certainly looks cool. Like from what I've seen of it. Um, oh, the graphic! The graphics are incredible. Yeah. Like it's just so sort of beautifully made. Yeah, the graphics. Yeah, it does look really nice. Um, yeah, cool. I'm excited. Uh, yeah, ex- <laughs> excited to see uh, more reviews from you. Anyway, on four one, it's been good. Uh, good getting you on board. Um, but yeah, we've got uh, one more game that uh, I was forced to sit through, and I say this because it was awful. Um, that game is maize, so it's maize like corn, so M-A-I-Z-E, and that is a terrible pun for a terrible game. Um, it's really hard to explain this game. It's kind of like a, a first-person perspective adventure title with sort of, you know, pick up this, combine it with that, get this, do that. So think like first-person, so like Mist meets Monkey Island. Is, is the best way I can explain this. And see, for the first, like, 45 minutes, the, ga- the game can be beaten in less than three hours. Like, there's actually an achievement for beating it in that time in one sitting. Um, I don't think I'm ever going to get that achievement. I uh, beat it in about three and a half hours over two sittings, and that's plenty for me. Um, I will admit that I used a walkthrough that the... the developers actually provided me um, because they wanted everyone reviewing it to actually finish the entire game before reviewing it 
um, because of obviously the big crux of it is the story, so on and so forth. And I, I get that, I get it, um, but I just I couldn't take it for three hours in one sitting. Couldn't take it. It starts off the first forty five minutes, like I say, is really kind of kind of atmospheric. Like you wake up, you're um, you sort of are unconscious. You wake up in a field, and as you come to, you see these like humanized, like sentient bits of like corn stalk running away and you're like oh okay what's happened here and then you have to walk through the cornfields um and find different things and do you know what the music the setting the fact that it's a maze it's all very claustrophobic it was actually really kind of really uncomfortable it made me feel kind of uneasy um it was the exact sort of reason that made me remember why i've never played resident evil 7 um because I'm thinking this game is is rated twelve. There's there's no way I'm going to be able to carry this sort of fear into Resident Evil. Um, and then as soon as you start meeting characters, like they're all so annoying and so badly written, and the story's silly, and the the puzzles themselves are so convoluted and difficult. Um, like some of them are really obvious, and that's fine. And some of them are just like reading it I was no I surely I don't do that oh I do do that next like okay then like you have to put like chili powder into a coffee maker to clear a path for yourself (laughs) and and that's that's actually one of the more obvious ones it's just one that's come to mind straight away um there's nothing positive really I can say about this game except for the graphics are nice um the frame rate's not great, but the graphics are nice. It probably runs about 12 frames per second. So compared to something else, like any other first-person game, it looks horrible when you're moving, but when you're standing still, it looks great. That's that's kind of... Um, so yeah, not much more to say about that. Um, so we're not ending on a negative note, though. Liam, what are you currently playing just now, or what's next on your to-do list? Um, well, I've got, I've still got Mass Effect Andromeda, um, which, yeah, I'm still sort of running through that, but I'm, I'm kind of splitting that with The Witcher, um, which I'm still a fan, big fan of, um, especially if you've seen, they did a, a video of it, I don't know if you saw it, um, but it's been like, like a year since it was released, and they've just literally done graphics on all these characters just to say like thank you for playing and stuff like that which i thought was really nice yeah oh that's pretty cool yeah i mean i I remember when i got the witcher 3 like the little bit of card that you get inside the box so it says thank you for buying it and stuff like it's really nice you can tell they're really proud of their achievement and that sort of thing um still feel guilty that i couldn't get into it but you know every game is not going to be for everyone um as for me i'm going to still plug away at destiny 2 if you're on xbox one and you fancy hitting me up for a little bit of a a strike or a raid or something like that um out after dark 216 same on twitter if you want to find me there and uh yeah liam i'll let you share your details and sign off before we go yeah so i'm uh the grimfish on twitter um if anyone wants to have a go on i don't know fifa tekken um it's shawshank7 at 
on Xbox Live. Yeah. So, yeah, just add me on there and I'll accept. And when I'm on, yeah. Yeah. So, there we go. If you want to, um, if you want to hit us up, then that's great. If not, you know, that's great as well. Just to (laughs) keep keep listening. Um, In the meantime, uh, it's been great having you along for another week. And with all the best will in the world, we will see you in seven. Peace out, everyone. Night. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC.